Avoid this trash. I was extremely disappointed with this podcast. This is some of the most vapid, shallow, narcissistic babble I have ever had the displeasure of hearing. And this is supposed to be coming from alleged Christians? The individuals in this podcast generalize, stereotype, and judge other people in a way that will make you cringe time after time. Christ is constantly used in this podcast to rationalize egotistical behaviors, and the contradictory advice is literally enough to drive you insane. There seems to be very little structure or outline to the show, and this is evidenced by the lack of any actual helpful advice from the hostesses. What I thought could be generally helpful information has just proven to be nothing more than another run-of-the-mill Instagram charlatan that seems bent on shoving fringe New Age beliefs down people's throats and slaps an easily marketed Jesus label on top of for the sake of publicity. (laughs) I think that this is a great idea poorly executed. These girls need to learn humility. If you want to know what I'm talking about, listen to Witches at Work or the Thanksgiving podcast. If you can make it all the way through without gagging, you are a better person than I. On top of that, there is no way to get any actual help from anyone in this podcast other than information that seems like it was pulled from Christian Instagram pages and unskilled pastors. It's a disturbing mix of judgmental attitude, anecdote, and memes designed to exploit the lowest hanging fruit of human psychology. For the sake of yourselves and God, take these down, start from scratch, and save the entire Christian community the embarrassment. And he meant that. I love that he wants us to start from scratch. That means he saw some potential. Mind the Gap. Today we are talking about negative feedback um, and particularly how we can manage negative feedback as far as our own emotions and then also taking that information and using it as constructive criticism and really trying to be, um, what's the right word for this? Really just trying to like look at it, stay, take a step back and look at it and see if there is any truth. So kind of look at it objectively. That's what I was that that was the word that was the word um so that review that Kanisa just read was actually one that we received um on our podcast so we kind of wanted to use that as the entrance to this conversation um so some things that we want to say that we appreciated about this review was how well articulated it was um whoever it was didn't just come on here and say those girls are stupid bro don't listen to them like there was actual like reasoning behind what they said and they explained that very well um it was also very upfront so there was no holding back on how they felt or what particular episode affected the most um and then just you know the fact that someone is writing a negative review in the first place when we haven't really advertised our podcast that much just shows that we're being reached so that's really cool to know I feel like 
anybody who's doing something is always going to hear something negative and it's kind of one of those like stamp mark moments when you get that first negative thing of like okay people are listening like we impacted in some way Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) like yeah we out here (laughs) i don't know um for me um and i don't think i should be laughing at this so i'm trying to figure out the best way to not laugh at it but for me personally that's how i take in criticism that i feel from people who don't know you yeah if you don't know me personally i could care i could not care less which is i don't even care much about what people that do know me think of me so for someone to go out of the way and to say something like this and you only get a tiny glimpse of who i am as a person and like a whole like 50 minutes in total out of a specific point of my day um yeah i'm so sorry you felt that way (laughs) Um, but to, you know, be more serious about it, I will say that you're right. You're not wrong. I was a very judgmental person and I've grown as a person. So, um, and that's one of the main reasons why we do this podcast at the end of the day, when we started, this was to help our own growth and Mm -hmm. it has worked. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about it today and not even talk about the review or the reviewer themselves, because we can't make any assumptions. We don't know them either. We can Mm -hmm. only take what they wrote and what it's more of a reflection on the reviewer than it is on us, because you can see how people talk and how they view the world. But at the end of the day, every time I see Every time I ever get any kind of criticism, even if it's attacking my character, my, well, my first guttural response is to be offended, obviously, like I'm human, Um, especially if you're like attacking me as a person. Like if it was just a product I put out in the world and there was something defective and you said that, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Um, (laughs) And I'd try to fix it, but it's like against me as a person. So like my first thought is to be offended and I think that's that's just how most people are and a lot of people in the world are dealing with offense and I feel like um especially with the internet we feel bolder to bring um ways that we've been offended to the table and and present it but sometimes people say things to our faces that we're like indignant and like how could you say that um so today also, we wanted to talk about from the perspective perspective of someone who, like, we're, we're doing this podcast for us, but we're also doing this for you as the listener, that if you have any similarities with us, hopefully we're able to bless you in some way by us yeah. just being able to air our, quote unquote, dirty laundry. Like, it's hard to talk about the hard things in life if everyone tries to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So we try to be very open about the fact that we're not perfect, but we also try to be open about the fact that are the things, the issues that we're struggling with. And, and sometimes through that, we struggle with judgment of other people in the situation. And I know I definitely have struggled with judgment in my life and I've gotten so much more gracious knowing these ladies and doing this podcast because every time we talk, we think, oh, okay, so maybe I should handle it different the next time. Mm -hmm. And every time we practice it differently, we become differently. Like the last episode, one of the last episodes we we had, we were talking about becoming. And the more that we practice, the more we become. And the more we practice grace, the more we become gracious towards ourselves and others. And that allows us to go further in life. Um, But there's a lot uh, at the end of the day, like 
we know that we're not perfect, but we also know who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Like that's why, uh, and that's something to start with that one, if you're someone who's like, I have, I have ideas and I think I should share them with the world, or I have this idea and I think I should start a business or you just have this on your heart that you should start something, but maybe you're um, concerned about the the way that you'd be exposed to the world and having negative feedback because that was one of the things I was worried about to be honest when I started this I, like I had very thin skin and I try to keep from like having big conflicts or like um you know being in situations where someone might judge me and then I'd feel hurt and then putting myself out here on this podcast and and sh- expressing so many intimate things to people who I don't even know who are listening is it was a huge like like step in into the wild wild west like I had no idea what I was doing and when I first read that review I was like I was like is there any merit to this like I don't I don't want that to be the case I want to be able to use this as a springboard for improvement in any way that I can because that's the way we get better but we also have to acknowledge that you know sometimes when people say mean things sometimes it hurts Mm-hmm. But I, we know who we are, so we can always come back to that. Yeah, I also want to give a disclaimer while we're talking specifically about the the whole review that not every episode we do is to give practical, this is how you right. fix it. We started this just as a way that in our personal conversations, we tend to talk about our perspective on things, talk about how God's working through our hearts, and Malika or Kenisa might bring up a something else that they're working on and how God's helping them. And that can help me with a completely different issue. And so that's really what we focus on is sharpening each other by just sharing our perspectives and sharing what we're going through. And so most of the time we're just wanting people to know that you can, we can relate that you're not alone in these things, that you're not completely crazy for the things that you go through, especially how you mentioned, like in the Christian community, a lot of times it's hard to, really address those deeper issues because it's like you're a Christian, you have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of judgment that people deal with. So it's just more difficult. So yeah, we try to, if we, if we know some practical ways that have helped us, we try to give those out, but our episodes aren't necessarily to, to do that. Like it's just for us to be able to have these conversations with each other and hopefully help someone else just by saying this is my perspective and yeah I even if it's just like I had a teacher this past semester in global health and that class just really wrecked me as far as like there are all these issues happening in the world and how the heck do we fix them because they're all interlooped and they all need to be fixed all at once but that's just not possible and when I brought it up to her and was like how do you like not lose hope she was like yeah I don't know like there was a time that I struggled with that and so she gave me like a quick like how you know the time that she was struggling some of the things that she did but ultimately she was like it's something I'm still working through and that helped me so much in that class of like wow it's not crazy that I feel overwhelmed by everything that we're learning about and so that's really what we want people to to do is to know that they don't have to feel as overwhelmed they can have room to figure it out because it's figureoutable and you're not the only person dealing with it. That and be yeah. okay with not being okay. Yeah. I, I really liked what you had said about how she said it's something that she still struggles with because I want other people to understand at the end of the day, we are human beings that are struggling with things that we have learned our entire lives. 
No one has mm-hmm. taught us anything different outside of us seeking God. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that on our own. Like we're in this together, but there still are specific journeys that there are things that we each have to unlearn and it's yeah. only specific to us. And so when we come to this platform, when we come together and we speak about these things, you're speaking to people that are trying to unlearn all of these things. And it's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that happens in an instant. It's if it's taken me 22 years to realize that I have learned the wrong thing. How much longer is it going to take me to unlearn those things? Yeah. yeah. So I just feel like people should be able to look at it from that perspective as well. There's a term for that, and it's called deconstruction of faith. Mm-hmm. And I had to um, go through that to a certain degree. I mean, you have to, you can't deconstruct without admitting that some of the construction that was originally done was correct but maybe done in a wrong way Mm -hmm. like you had the right materials but put it together incorrectly so like I never dismissed how I was raised but um I never dismissed anything but I knew that there was some things that were wrong in my heart and some of that was how I was raised what I saw modeled through my parents not no parent is perfect and I'm certainly going to be an imperfect parent and my kid will probably need therapy too so (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's just going to be a circle of life Um, but I think every, unless you have like, uh, I mean, I don't even know if this exists, but unless you have like parents with perfect faith and really know God and know how to teach you how to have your own relationship with him, I don't know if it's possible if you can be raised in a church and not have to do some deconstruction Mm -hmm. by the time you're an adult, because as we grow as humans through generations, we learn things And if we're willing to be taught and if we're willing to be humbled and broken and molded and changed all throughout our life and not just as adolescents or children, we grow so much more and we learn so much more. So I don't want to be someone who like stops learning, but in order to, in order to keep learning you at a, at a certain point, you have to put yourself out there because otherwise you can be protected in your bubble and never have to learn anything new, never have to be introduced to people who will change your perspective or Mm -hmm. teach you grace for people who, you know, you might see the other side of someone's story where on the outside you can judge them and be like, oh, well, this person is just like this. But then if you see another side to them, it's like, oh, that person really loves their grandma or whatever it is. Like, You can see so many different sides of other humans that it gives you a perspective of grace that you've never known before, whereas I was never taught grace, so I never gave it to anyone. I was very judgmental, and when I realized that I need to learn grace for myself if I wanted to grow, I realized that that was helping me learn grace for other people. And there are so many verses in the Bible that that prove this, one of them being um, it's, it's in first Thessalonians. It is chapter five, verse 15. It's final instructions. And I don't remember who wrote this. This, this was Paul, I believe that wrote this letter, um, to the Thess- Thessalonians, maybe I think that's how you mm-hmm. say it. Um, but he ends the, ends the book with saying, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I know a lot of the times we're like, what's God's will for me? This is it. This is literally it. <laughs> This is God's will for you is to rejoice always and appreciate the things that are given to you, even if it's 
negative and it's and it's a it's attacking you um there's always a way that you can find a, a, something to rejoice in and we wanted to start the episode by by acknowledging that like we want to find things to rejoice in this and and um acknowledge that you know even the negative things have things you can rejoice in mm-hmm. and I, you know this is new for me too i'm still learning how to do this so um and and that's the thing that that's why the bible is called the living word of god because it continually changes you and you continually find something new and something to to grasp onto and to practice every day that changes your heart and if you do that in relationship with god the one that that inspired these words you'll never be the same and that's Mm -hmm. our intention at the end of the day yeah, I don't want people to, like, especially with my response for it, I don't want people to hear it and um, view my indifference as, like, oh, okay, so just don't worry about anything and don't look at anything as important. No, for me, I am only this way because I take God's judgment of me more than anyone else's. So I'm human, so I react a certain way. And then I'm like, okay, but God, what do you say about this? Who do you say I am? And where can I find this to line up within itself? Right. And so I go through that. And then ultimately, I don't even acknowledge the human being because I know that you're human and I can't put that on you. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. So I either take it as God, are you trying to show me something through this person? Are you trying to point pinpoint something within myself that I need to address or is it something that I struggle with within myself and, and the enemy is poking at me or triggering me to see how I will choose to respond in this moment regardless of it whatever God is choosing for me is what ultimately I would rather do than um base my human interaction on it instead because imagine if, if everyone in the world decided to act on human nature when someone said something about them that they did not like the world would be even worse than it is now yeah. i don't think that we should hear any sort of feedback and let it go in like one ear and out the other but i don't think that we should hold on to it mm-hmm. too tightly mm-hmm. as well because like just take it into a fact that like everybody has different perspectives of life just how like kanisa said that you could see someone and be like, oh, this is a horrible person. And then you see them with their grandma and you're like, wow, this person is very capable of loving. Well, if Malika saw that person with their grandma and Kanisa saw that person during an altercation and they didn't cross see these situations, sometimes we forget that people are so complex. Mm-hmm. Um, so just talking about like when someone is giving you feedback or when someone gives feedback about you, that that's their perspective and first acknowledging like okay that's their perspective just because that's their perspective doesn't mean it's a correct perspective but then taking a look and seeing like okay in the in the time they did see me is that the truth is that how I want to show myself and so it's like you don't just listen hear this thing and be like "Eh, whatever but at the same time you're not just like oh my goodness they're like that's exactly who I am because we're so complex and that person's perspective isn't necessarily the truth of how things happen in the first place. Right. Like read it, allow yourself to absorb it, but don't internalize it kind of thing. Like you can use it as a springboard for improvement. But other than that, it's, it's something that should be not go in one ear and out the other, but at least roll off your back. Mm. And, um, something else that I think is, important to note the other thing about this is if you're talking about 
your faith at all and it has anything to do with Jesus first of all Jesus offended quite a lot of people mm-hmm. he did not hold back from speaking truth just because people didn't like to hear it especially the Pharisees and for those of you who aren't necessarily like didn't grow up in church and don't really know what Pharisee means it's basically the biblical version of a hypocrite a very um, legalistic hypocrite where like they'll give you rules to follow but they don't necessarily follow the follow them follow the rules themselves um, even there's a verse in the Bible that says that's Jesus calling out the Pharisees and says you'll put these burdens on other people but you you won't take the burdens on yourselves um, but I wanted to make the point of there's a verse in Matthew 10 verse 24 that says the student is not above the teacher nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household? And the point he's trying to make here is Jesus was called Jesus was called by the Pharisees Beelzebul, like the devil. He was saying like, oh, you're only casting out devils by the devil. And Jesus's response to that was a house divided against itself cannot stand, meaning the devil can't cast out himself. And he wouldn't want to either. Um, That would be against his own plan in the world. Um, So kind of making the point of if you talk, if you talk about Jesus, if you talk about your faith, at all even if it's an imperfect faith people are going to hate you and um they're going to say things about you that were against what you were originally intending and i think on one end you can take what they say to you and say "Mm, is that right do a self-examination and even the bible says test your faith and if you continue to do that, eventually he will perfect your faith. But I think that's a lifelong thing. Um, but even still, there is, there's, there's, a, there's levels to this. There's aspects to this of knowing, like, if I want to, if I want to be like the one who died for me, I have to take on at least a little bit of his struggles there was another part in Matthew where Jesus was before the Sanhedrin. So Jesus, or Sanhedrin is basically the biblical word for court. So Jesus was in court um, being accused of blasphemy, basically. At the time, it was uh, like America at least does its best to be a culture that doesn't intertwine government and religion. But at the time, religion was government. So him speaking blasphemous against what they th- thought they understood about God was literally against the law and the high priest was actually the judge um so imagine if your pastor was your judge too like that would that would be pretty um toxic your pastor is supposed to be your shepherd not your judge um but I digress anyway this is when Jesus is in front of the Sanhedrin and he's just speaking the truth because he's the son of God and he's the son of man. So he says, but I say to all of you, from now on, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the mighty one and coming on the clouds of heaven, which is actually a reference to scriptures in the Old Testament that the Sanhedrin had. They had already read. They knew the Bible back to front. And spoiler alert, the devil knows the Bible too. Mm -hmm. So just remember that the next time someone tries to quote a Bible verse, to change your mind on something maybe they're not right about the devil knows scripture anyway 
um, Jesus was referencing these two scriptures in the Old Testament, which they knew, they already knew, and they didn't recognize it at the time. And then the high priest tore his clothes, which was at the time, I mean, it's pretty obvious what that means, but it was like an extreme symbolic gesture of being completely distressed and offended. Um, He says, then the high priest tore his clothes and he said, he has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? So a little negative feedback on the internet isn't going to hurt me. (laughs) At least I don't have anybody spitting in my face and slapping me and being sarcastic. Especially when you're what you're saying, especially when what you're saying is truth. And yeah, you're the only one who can say what is true. Like for them to treat Jesus like that, and us being like Christians are told from the word that we will be treated that way. Like we will endure in Jesus's suffering and in His glory. And yeah, I mean, even within the the. Christian community, there's so many different, like, theological standpoints that people are so quick to call someone a heretic or say that their doctrine isn't sound or say that they don't love God because they think differently when really it's just not true. Most of the time it's not, in my opinion. Because he said that every nation and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And God also calls us to be, I think you have a verse in that too, like, to be careful when we Mm -hmm. are... Yeah. The verse is um, Matthew twelve thirty six, But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. So that means that what, whatever we say that's empty and useless and fruitless, it will, it will be used against us. So sure you can leave a negative review if you don't like us but if you really believe the word of god you believe that god is a good judge and he's going to he's going to reward us or punish us in the way for every single word we've spoken and we have spoken quite a bit of words <laughs> mm-hmm. so and we understand that and we also understand that we're under grace too so we know that we're not going to get it right but we're not going to be silent and so to speak hide our light under a basket or whatever the other verses like we're not going to just not say something because I see all the time where people are willing to speak up but that's the whole reason why I even wanted to start a podcast because I'm like man I feel like most of the perspectives I've ever been around are like black and white there's Mm -hmm. no grace there's like this is right and this is wrong and it's always based on that particular person's convictions and perspective like you never consider the other person and their story and how they got there and like you don't want to reach out and and be a part of their life and maybe maybe have grace for them in the area that they're in maybe it's not perfect but maybe the only way they can grow is if they have grace from you Mm -hmm. and that requires you to be less judgmental Mm -hmm. or or arrogant in what you think is right and wrong um which I thought was interesting about the review, too, is that the, the reviewer mentions um, New Age things. And um, 
one, I, you know, I have really struggled with new age things because it's so, first of all, I think it's really creeping into the church, uh, especially like the prosperity gospel, if you're familiar with Mm. that, but, um, like new age thought and new age practice are really coming into the church. Like, um, there's, a there's, um, a couple movements called, um, word, word of faith movement and the new apostolic rev revolution or? new apostolic i ain't never heard of yeah no it's, it's called so, nar or something listen yeah I, so basically new apostolic is saying that like we believe in like apostles of i believe in apostles of today and prophets of today but i believe in like lowercase a meaning that there are people who are a part of the church now who are making sure that we are staying in the doctrine but we're not making new doctrine. And so what she's talking about is a group who believes that apostles, like back in the day when like God himself said, you are going to be an apostle and you're going to spread the gospel throughout the nations. They believe that there are people today with those same abilities to just like Paul to, to give the doctrine. And so it's, it gets kind of muddy and dangerous because that's, if you're saying apostles, as in back in the day, those are the apostles who created the church. They made the church that we have today from Judaism to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And since we already are established and we have the Holy Word of God, I don't think it's very, I, I don't believe that that is biblical. Well, there are also, um, there's some churches that are saying, you don't need to, you don't need to see Christ as your shepherd. I am your shepherd. I am your father kind of like very catholic ish like i'm the father of the church so you can look to me as your point of reference and people do like there there's a spiritual mother and a spiritual father of the church right and it's like who's reference who, who are you getting your information right from so it's not the same word that i'm reading okay so um i'm gonna try not to get offended <laughs> now that i understand this whole new age thing in a different light you are speaking to women that have been growing up apostolic and Pentecostal. Yeah. You have the audacity to call us new age. Well, well there's... Well, he didn't say that in particular. No, well, I know. But but we're, sh- we're trying to shove fringe new age beliefs down people's throat in the name of Jesus. <laughs> well, this is like, so listen. That <laughs> I'm, I'm over here trying to learn some grace is what I'm trying to Because <laughs> that's not what I grew up on whatsoever. Um, no, I'm joking, but it's just, like, it baffles me, again, how little you can know about someone yeah. and say that. Because it's, like, we've talked about our experiences growing up before. Mm-hmm. Like, we all were raised in that old mindset of the old way of church. Oh, yeah, old and, traditional, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, so... Speaking in tongues. And, and that's all we know. And so, for you to listen to us and think that we're new age, not that I'm... I agree with the concept of you calling us new age, but for you to think that I'm so far from what I've grown up on, I feel like that's a personal growth in my eyes because I know how far I have come from trying to leave legalism. Yeah. So if you're looking at it from that perspective and you choose to say that I'm not, then God doing something in my heart. I know there was, um, because what I was going to say was I know there was something that I was struggling with for a short period of time, but thankfully the Lord has like really grown me through it. Um, but there's also this, um, word of faith movement of like, speak it into existence Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, like manifestation. Yes. Yes. And, and, um, a big, a big pastor that does that, which I used to, I still love. I mean, I, I guess not in the 
genuine terms of love. Like, I don't know him personally, but I have a heart for him because he's from West Virginia, too. Um, (laughs) Pastor T.D. Jakes. And he has really blessed me with his sermons. um, But he's also, like, very, like, name it and claim it. Speak it into existence. And that is called Word of Faith. But in New Age, it's called... Well, in Word of Faith, it's called Name It and Claim It in the Church. But in New Age, it's the same thing, but relabeled of speaking it into existence or manifestation. Um, Also kind of mixed in with Law of Attraction. And um, let me just be very clear with Law of Attraction, that's demonic. Um, Because sometimes it works. (laughs) And the only reason it works is because you you are contracting a messenger, a fallen messenger, and they're doing your bidding. And sometimes it works. But again, like we like we talked about in the Witches at Work episode, this is a cyclical energy source that, that runs dry. And the only reason it works is because it's pulling from you and like maybe what whatever whatever way you're getting this however it's working it's not worth it Mm -hmm. because it is demonic but the thing is we i don't if that makes us new age fine but we acknowledge that there's demons yeah and it's crazy you said that because it reminds me of the sermon we recently listened to and um part of it he was saying how like you entertain angels unawares and that there are fallen angels and however you choose to look at that word fallen angels are demons and so because he referenced that scripture in second corinthians that now i can't remember where it is but it's saying god created all things invisible and visible and Mm. those are the words in the bible Mm. so if you think what's invisible first of all that teaches me oh i don't know everything (laughs) (laughs) two what is invisible? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not just talking about the wind. We're talking about the spiritual like, kingdom. Beings, entities yes. that we do not see. That, right. And people probably take that in as like, oh, it's just energies and it's yeah. vibes and all this other Crystals, stuff. Like, oh, yeah, like you have bad vibes. You have bad energy. Yeah. Like, no, it's principality. <laughs> <laughs> they try and get you. You know what? Here's the thing, though. I thought... People, I see people with signs or like bumper stickers or like stickers on their laptop or what it says, good vibes only. Mm-hmm. If you only got good vibes, you're not improving as a human. Because mm-hmm. bad vibes bring the truth sometimes. Mm-hmm. Truth is bad vibes sometimes. You have you know? to be uncomfortable to grow. Yeah. yeah. And that's just the truth. And so sometimes God will allow you to entertain some things in your life to give you that friction to like, this ain't right this isn't okay this and it pushes you to see him more clearly so yeah that was like a side thing sorry i got a little <laughs> off topic but it was just it reminded me Subtopic of topic yes of this conversation and to we now we love talking about the spiritual end of things but i also think that there's always a practical end of things because not only not only did God give us the Holy Spirit as a way to guide us in our decisions, but he also sent his son manifest in the physical flesh. So there's a practical end of this too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, when you get negative feedback, use it as a springboard for improvement. Take it to God. Ask him if you can glean what you need to glean out of it. Ask him to keep you from being able to internalize things and, and think of yourself negatively because you you are a child. Well, if you are adopted into sonship, you are a child of God, and that's your identity in Christ. If you're not, there's some there's there's some um, prerequisite work that might need to be done. <laughs> um, but when we're talking about just the um, the logical end of things, the practical end of things, you can also look at you know if you remove emotion from receiving like something like negative feedback or someone's trying to offend you, 
if you can remove um, emotion, which I know is a tall order and it's very difficult, um, you can you can really, if you know, you can pick out things in their argument that are actually fallacies. And two things in um, the argument that that I found that were that helped me really process this from a cognitive or logical um, end of things was first recognizing that when someone assumes things about you or like tries to break down who you are, um, they have fallacies that should be acknowledged. And one of them was, I don't know if you've ever heard of a straw man fallacy or a straw man argument, but basically straw man argument is a cheap and easy way to make one's position look stronger than it is. Using this fallacy, opposing views are characterized as non-starters, lifeless, truthless, and wholly unreliable. It's almost like someone says something and it's like, bro, but we weren't even talking about that. Right, right. But you're trying to make it into something that's easily taken down like a straw man, like t- right. turning a real man who can who would put up a fight into a scarecrow. Mm-hmm. And that's why this this argument was turned into this. And, and by comparison, one's own position will look better for it because it's easy to be knocked down. Um, and you can imagine how straw man arguments and this other argument called ad hominem fallacies can occur together, demonizing opponents and discrediting their views. And what an ad hominem argument or ad hominem argument is, um, so a personal attack is called an ad hominem. Ad hominem is Latin for against the man. Instead of advancing good, sound reasoning, an ad hominem replaces logical arguments with attack language unrelated to the truth of the matter. More specifically, this argument is a fallacy of relevance where someone rejects or criticizes another person's view on the basis of personal characteristics, background, physical appearance, or other features irrelevant to the argument at issue, and basically making your entire argument your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so this is, we're bringing all these things to you um, as the listener, um, for a lot of different reasons and so we can process it uh, on our own and make sure that we're handling it with a heart of compassion and patience but also um you know jesus says if someone slaps you turn the other cheek but he does not say you don't gotta look them in the eye when they do it he says um if your enemy makes you walk a mile walk two miles with them but he doesn't say you can't talk to him that whole time Um, not that we're addressing the reviewer specifically because I'm sure it's one of those things that somehow this person found an obscure podcast with no public, uh, like advertising or nobody's ever been talking about it, found it, left a negative review and has probably forgotten about us by now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there is that, but we also want to make sure you don't buy into a fallacy of what's called the bandwagon fallacy Mm -hmm. um, and assuming something is true or right or good just because other people agree with it because we want to acknowledge that not everybody agrees with us and we don't want you to um, like us just because we like each other or you've seen a couple good reviews like we're glad that there's a negative review on there because we don't want that bandwagon fallacy we want it to be a true genuine audience that's listening to us and we don't make any money off of this and yeah i'm still broke yeah (laughs) if you don't 
it, if you don't like what we're talking about, go find a different podcast. <laughs> I just thought I'd be honest. <laughs> I mean, we've said we've said probably at least once in every episode, and I know Kanisa has specifically said, if you don't like us, don't listen to us before. <laughs> Because we're, we're primarily making this for ourselves. That's why we don't really care to not make money from it. We pray mm-hmm. that God will use this to help someone else. But at the end of the day, like, God is using it to help us. And so that's that's the main reason why we do it. Especially, like, I'm in town with them in person right Yay. now. But most of this podcast, I've been in a whole nother state. So it gives us, like, a set time and a set day that we're going to talk if no other time during the week. Yeah, and I understand, like, people do listen to podcasts because of the structure and how set up they are. Um, We're not necessarily like that. And there are a few of them where you'll see that there is more structure to it and there's more, um, not just us speaking off of our heads, but sound, like, knowledge to go off of what we said. And that's fine, but unless God leads us to do that, we're not going to. So if this is a space where you can't handle not having a structured environment this is probably not the best space for you and that's okay because some people don't work very well without structure some people don't work very very well with a certain level of discipline so um I hope you enjoy what you do enjoy out of it and if not then I do pray that um, God does lead you somewhere where you can find that so maybe God puts this in your path like okay this isn't necessarily for you. Yes, they're speaking about me, and yes, they are giving the word, but I understand that you don't learn that way, so just ask him to guide you, to lead you to something that does help you grow into who he's calling you to be. I forgot to mention we were t- when we were talking about New Age things in the church, um, there was a podcast I was listening to that's a, um, a couple of wonderful people to listen to. They have YouTube channels and they have po- they have YouTube channels of their podcasts. So they actually record and like we do, um, they record their faces at least. And um, the one, there's one particular podcast with both of these women. Their names are Alyssa Childers and Melissa Dougherty. And I'll put, I'll put the link to the pod, the specific podcast I'm talking about in the description of this podcast but I just thought it was a wonderful take on when they were talking about new age in the church and what new age really is because Melissa herself was really deep into the new age and she came out of it and is now a Christian uh, apologist which means she logically defends the faith against new age specifically and I really loved that podcast because she she makes the distinction between the two um, and she breaks down books like um, Rachel Hollis and um, Glenn Doyle or Glennon Doyle. I think she has um, a couple. They have a couple books that it, like are called Christian, but they're very New Age. Um, and it's easy to fall into that trap if you're not fully aware of like, oh, it's just a nice book. No, it's actually not theologically correct (laughs) you know i honestly hope that we do have an in-depth discussion about this because this is a whole new world for me like i don't and maybe it's like god protecting me but it's like i don't know anything about any of this like new age stuff i feel like my brain sums them all up into like nuance and so like my brain Mm. doesn't give itself space for it you don't need to know (laughs) but it's like people like actually think like that people actually say these things and i'm like 
What? Well, I we probably will really get into it because in a couple weeks we're planning on doing an episode talking about how to spot a real Instagram charlatan. Mm. And um, I'm coming from personal experience of being um, bamboozled and brainwashed by a real Instagram charlatan that I lost thousands of dollars for in the name of weight loss. Um, so that'll be something we're talking about with another girl that was in the program with me in two weeks, I believe. Um, and that'll be really interesting, too, because it, they use new age practices. Well, at least she did. But most of the people that she learns from um, uses new age practices and straight up witchcraft. Like she used tarot, tarot cards and everything like straight up witchcraft and new age to gain new clients and make herself thousands of dollars and the thing is like if you're a charlatan you're making a bunch of money mm-hmm. we're not making money yeah no <laughs> not a penny has been dropped into my bank account i that's that's crazy to me because even like the people that I, I do know that do those things at least i know that like um, the one person I will say, and again, even though it is misled, I know that they aren't willing to say any, if they feel off about it, if they feel like it's something like very bad or like evil or negative, then they won't share with the person. Like mm. if they do cards, they're like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I don't think it's my place to say. And they just leave it alone. And if there's something they're like, oh, I'm actually, they'll be like, oh, I'm not really getting anything out of this honestly right now we'll probably have to try a different time and like show adamantly so it's like one of those people that does like good vibes only kind of thing and again i don't necessarily agree with that but i will say that um your body and your brain try to protect itself Mm -hmm. one way or another so if you are feeling that type of way about some of the stuff that you're listening to and hearing especially when it comes to like um witchcraft or like mind control or manifestation or like this new age stuff like something in it it's only if you do have a true compass that guides you holy spirit and god is in everything so you do have a sense of that but if you're not willing to tap into it if god hardens your heart that's a whole different topic entirely but something inside of you will let you know whether this is right or whether this is wrong or whether you should truly be digging into this or whether you truly believe it. And most of the time, it's like you want to feel better about yourself as a human being, so you choose to ignore it. Right. So, And you know, it's, you interesting that, it's interesting you said that because I actually felt that when I was with her. And the only reason I signed up with her as a client was because I got no help from the church. And I started with the church. Mm. I started I started going to church by myself every Sunday. And there was only a f- maybe like f- through five other girls that were my age. And one gave me the once over, like, you know how girls like look you from head to toe one did that to me before she said hello one Sunday morning and you just know you know what that means Mm -hmm. as another female Mm -hmm. and um and then another girl always gave me dirty looks and they never I was by myself and they never offered to like sit with me or talk to me they always avoided me and you know there 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 I had a lot of bitterness in my heart because of that because I was like if I was in your shoes and this was my home church and I saw a girl coming here by herself every week I would say something Mm -hmm. I would but nothing nobody reached out to me like I was there for three years Sunday after Sunday I was even involved I was like watching kids in I was teaching a, a kids class on Sunday mornings I did greeting for a little while 
and still like no one bothered to get to know me or or anything and I was really trying and I was felt like I was going deeper and deeper into depression and self-loathing and I didn't know how to get out of it so my only finally I turned to someone who sounded like they had the had the answers on Instagram and turns out I did get results from her which is what made me believe it like it's so that's the thing you get results Mm -hmm. but those results don't last Mm -hmm. but after you get the results you're like oh this means something and it creates a foundation Mm -hmm. and then it's hard to it's hard to deconstruct the foundation that you just laid because you got results. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a process. And, and you shouldn't have had tough. to go through that. Uh, I will say that as someone that has been raised that way, and I won't say I have actively acted like that towards people, but there are sometimes I'm like, I look at somebody that came in and like, I'm like, Oh, okay. You look like you're not saved. <laughs> <laughs> And no, that's just right. And again, I'm not the type to like say anything about it, but I grew up with these older church women and yeah. they acted like that. So I acted like that. And then I was the person where like I had, they hadn't seen me in years and then coming back and visiting, they're like, so do you still go to church? I'm like, yeah. yes. And they were like, are they teaching the word of God? <laughs> I'm like, oh. I haven't, I've been going to church for years. I go to a whole Bible college. And I still would not go to the church that me and Malika went to growing <laughs> up because I know that those who don't have me on Facebook are going to be, like, asking me if I'm a Christian and looking me up and down, and I just don't need to go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody needs to go through that. Yeah, and so being in that position and understanding, like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Why would I treat other people that way? It's common sense. And um, growing out of that mindset and getting a chance to finally understand grace from that perspective because I had to like I had to grow out of that I feel like for you to be put in that position is just like yeah unacceptable it's unacceptable especially for me to then in that third year come to this church Mm -hmm. and that's where we met (laughs) yeah that's where we met and bring friends time and time again and like always be recognized and even more so because there weren't a lot of black people at that church. It wasn't hard to be recognized. I got lost in a sea of whiteness, I guess. <laughs> but also to be, like, welcomed and accepted in a different way. I didn't I didn't have those interactions with the, that group of women that you... Like, I, I didn't... The Lord kept me away from them. Mm-hmm. But still, people that you would have been around that, you know, were more welcoming. And that's a completely different conversation yeah, because I think that's another face of racism. Definitely but. would need to be... <laughs> I, no, I'm not going to go like down that road right now. That yeah. would, like, yes. Because it's the same thing if the roles were reversed and we went to a more colored people church and we get the one white That's person. It, it, it's a problem. It's like you take what the world gives you and puts inside of you and then you also try to align that with what God says. Yeah. Like as much as possible. And then we have the church that is created today and it's like, mm-hmm. that's not how that Which works at all. It's no better than the church that was created back in the day. We we read Paul's letters today. We read them all. He said what it's, he said to the people. It's almost like we're inherently wicked human beings. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Oh, that doctrine of total deprivation? What's that about? Wow. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. I'm still struggling with the fact that I'm human. Okay. That hurt. <laughs> we can have P 
peace and knowing that we are wicked and nothing that we do and our nothing we do can make us unwicked but god is sanctifying us and the one who began a good work in us if he has began that in you will finish it yes and god is good all the time all the time god, god is, is good, good. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I knew that it was gonna be like, okay, we adjust what we were talking about, but then we weren't gonna be talking about that anymore at some point. Oh. So I wanted to round this conversation out with a quote from someone who isn't a pastor, he's just a university professor that I like to watch and learn from. Um, His name is Jordan Peterson. If you're not familiar, I was listening to a podcast with him and a man named uh, Jocko Willink, um, who is a former Navy SEAL, and he talks about how discipline equals freedom. I don't agree with 100% of either man and what they say all the time, but I don't agree with 100% of what anybody says all the time because I know every human is fallible. But I do find a lot of things that I learn and grow from as a human and... um, Jordan Peterson has actually been talking about the Bible a lot recently. He did a whole biblical series that was very interesting to me. Um, But I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about people who have contempt for other people who are trying to do things in the world. And I just wanted to round out this podcast by, um, by quoting him in that podcast. And he said, People allow a casual and unconscious contempt to allow them the luxury of not having to consider the importance of all the things they're not doing. So if you're listening to this with contempt and you've made it this far, go do something better. That's all I got to say. <laughs> she said what she said, period. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, we're we s- love s- you guys. We're so we're so glad you're here and you stuck with us for this long. If you got something out of this podcast or you know someone who's working on something or you know someone who's struggling with negative feedback, send this to them. And if it has blessed you, we pray that it will bless them. And that's really the only way we spread the word of this podcast is through word of mouth. So we encourage you to share it if you really feel led to. Otherwise, leave a terrible review. We'll talk about you next. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. We love you guys. Thank you for being here. Yes, and we say love as in the general term of loving another human being in case anybody gets confused. I'm so weird. Because sometimes we're like, oh, I just love you guys. And like, it's almost like ingenuine. I'm oh, like, yeah, no, like, yeah. no, we love y'all. We, you, you're human and God put you here. So we love you. That's all. <laughs> That's as far as it goes. Take care now. <laughs>